Hello, my friend. Before we get into the Hairstylist Rising podcast, I have to tell you a secret. I just launched a brand new podcast called The Visionary Rising. You are going to love this new podcast if you're ready for beyond the basics marketing, business, mindset, and visibility for creative entrepreneurs, including hairstylists, educators, coaches, photographers, and online business owners. And Hairstylist Rising will remain a place where you can listen in on conversations with industry leaders, whereas the actual marketing and mindset lessons from yours truly will mostly exist over on the new show. So make sure you go follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. The Visionary Rising was born because I realized that although we come from similar backgrounds in terms of a lot of us being hairstylists, we need to stop seeing ourselves just as our job description and start seeing ourselves for who we truly are. In my community, I realized the thing we have in common isn't just the beauty industry. It's that we are visionaries, we are creatives with heart, we have so much purpose and a burning desire to make a huge impact. We want to build businesses that give us the lifestyles that we dream about and also start a ripple effect for our clients and communities. Now, here's the fun thing. I've actually created a bunch of bonus content for you, and all you have to do is hit subscribe on the Visionary Rising podcast over on your favorite podcast player and leave a rating so I can see what you think. Then just send me a DM and DM me a screenshot over on Instagram on the brand new page, The Visionary Rising, and we'll send your bonus goodies over. I am so excited for you to listen into this new show. We have just dropped three incredible episodes to celebrate our launch. So pause this, go check out The Visionary Rising, and we can get into today's episode. Hey there, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. So before I introduce today's guest, I have a confession to make, and that is that work has always been something that I either tend to over-prioritize and even in some seasons under-prioritize, or at least that is what I thought when I was chasing this unrealistic idea of work-life balance. I think that for so many of us, the idea of work-life balance is just another goal to hit or something unattainable that we have to chase. So today's episode, I have brought on Kim Kennedy, who is a stylist and a business coach for hairstylists. And we are going to talk all about what Kim likes to call salon life harmony. So we're no longer trying to achieve some sort of balance. We are honoring ebbs and flows and really working on how we can incorporate boundaries that let us enjoy our lives and thrive in business. I am really excited for this conversation and I think that you are going to love it. So without further ado, let's welcome Kim to the show. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. 
On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. This is just, I'm so excited we finally get to chat. Me too. I feel like it's so funny because on Instagram, because, you know, we spend so much time like communicating back and forth, you feel like people before you've had like a legit conversation sometimes. And I definitely feel that way about you. So I'm super excited to connect. Totally. Yes. I have been following you on Instagram for so long and I'm just like, we should be friends. I feel like we should be friends. (laughs) Totally. Well, we can check that off now. (laughs) I'm also so excited about this topic. So when you first suggested, I was like, this is absolutely perfect for my listeners. And what we're going to talk about today is basically work-life balance, or you call it salon life harmony, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and this is something I said before we started recording, but I think that so often we are talking about, you know, success and, and moving forward and getting to the next level, which is so, so important, but we're working to build a great life and lifestyle, right? So if you're achieving all this quote unquote success, but you don't have the balance to enjoy your family, your hobbies, like your time, then it's going to feel a little hollow at the end of the day. So I really can't wait to hear your take on this and just get your tips for my listeners. Cause you're, this is a topic you've been talking about for, for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love, <laughs> I love talking about this because I mean, everything that I share is a lot of stuff that I just learned personally from experiencing different seasons of life behind the chair and what success means to me. And so I am obsessed talking about it because I think it's something that gets really kind of overlooked in our industry and a lot of stylists struggle with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I know that there's, I think over the last couple of years, there's definitely been a shift in awareness But for the longest time, I think that our industry has been intensely hustle focused. Like, and it's, I'm not saying that there aren't times where you have to work harder because of course there are times that are going to necessitate a little bit more when you're starting something or if if you just want to create something, that's fine. I'm not trying to shame anyone for working hard at all. That's not what we're doing here. But I do think that there's a lot of, unsustainable business practices that have been heralded in our industry for decades. And I, for one, am relieved to see that turning on its head a little bit. Yeah. And like, I mean, if we can just like get, I'm just so excited to get into this. That's like one of the first biggest points that I always like making when I talk about Salon Life Harmony is that there's different seasons of life. And so like, if someone's like struggling with this right now, the first thing I always tell people is to really identify the season of life you're in, because there is a time that we've all been there that I've been in a season of life when hustle's okay. I liked hustle. I was, I had the time, I had the energy, I was in hustle season, but what happens is we get stuck in hustle mode because we don't have the right systems in place. We don't know that it's okay. We're looking for permission and then you get stuck in that hustle mode and you get exhausted, burnt out, and you want to quit, right? I mean, I know you, yes. you and I both been there. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, I cannot wait to get into this, but let's just, let's just 
for a second. We're going to pause, introduce yourself to my listeners, let them know, you know, your story in the industry and how you came into what you're doing today. I'm really yes. excited. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Kim Kennedy. I am up here in Seattle, Washington, and I have been a licensed hairstylist for, I think, 18 years now. I started booth rent right out the gates, but like the first half of my career, I struggled real hard to build a clientele, to have that steady income. And there just wasn't the right education out there for independent hairstylists at the time. You know, I pieced it together. I, you know, took advice from mentors and things like that. And I did eventually see the success that I wanted. I had full books, all of this, but then we decided to grow our family and that's when exactly what we're talking about happened, where I was really overwhelmed trying to find the good quote unquote work-life balance between the two. And I found myself living in a past season, trying to keep up with the hustle and trying to keep up with everything I had on my plate before. And it wasn't until I, that was, that was my huge pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. That happened when I started getting the right systems in place. I started maximizing my income. And Fast forward over that next year, I ended up doubling my income behind the chair, working part-time. So I made more part-time than I was full-time behind the chair and just really totally, you know, finally felt that salon life harmony that I was craving where I was able to be off with my family, my kids, and then be on and be the best hairstylist that I wanted to be. It wasn't like lacking on either area. And then I started like getting messages from stylists that, what are you doing? And it led me into coaching. And so now I have Next Level Hairstylist Academy. Uh, It's my signature program where I walk hairstylists through step-by-step pretty much how to do the same thing. I'm so much about making more and working less. So we can live happy, wealthy, fulfilling lives doing what we love. I think we have the best industry ever. And just having, again, the right systems in place to maximize your income and your time at the salon is so important. So like you were saying, so we can live our best lives. That's what it's about at the end of the day. It's about being happy and fulfilled. And, you know, in our industry, we get to make great money while doing it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And by, and it's like such a fun, I totally agree. Like best industry in the world. And I love hairstylists. Like I love working with hairstylists. And I think that's the coolest thing about the the pivots that we're seeing is like, I love seeing stylists win and build these amazing careers. And, you know, I had a similar experience with like, you know, something that led to needing to change the way that I did things. And for me, it was also, you know, having my son and then going back to a new salon, having to really learn. That's how I got into, you know, Instagram marketing and all the things. But I just want to say something for anyone that is listening, you don't have to wait for something big to happen. At any point, if you're not thrilled with the way that your career is going, whether it's struggling to make the money you want, whether you're making the money you want and you are just like tired and exhausted and unable to have a life, don't feel that you need to wait for some big pivotal moment to earn the right to change. You can choose at any point. So I just want to throw that out there before we get into this, because so often our stories, and I think this is, this is the case for most stylists and educators. There's a big reason, like there's a pivotal moment in our story where something changes and we have to make it, make a change. But I love too seeing people being like, you know what? I'm just like sick of this and I want something different. So that's just as good a reason to pivot, make a change and, you know, start worrying about that work life 
balance and that's salon life harmony. So, all right. The floor is yours. I can't wait to hear about this. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I love that so much because I do. I think we're sometimes waiting around for the permission to do it. Like you don't, you don't need to have a baby to take a month off of work and go travel or do whatever. You don't have to go on maternity leave. You know, if you want to take a sabbatical and take some time off, that's absolutely possible. So I think that's my biggest thing. My overall message is always just sharing what's possible. Cause I think sometimes we, our bubble can be so small. We look at the stylists we work with at the salon and who's around us and the salon down the street. And we start to compare and we think, oh, well, everybody else works until eight o'clock at night. I guess I have to too. Or the salon owners I know work five days a week at this at behind the chair and they still run a salon team. And, you know, that is such the blessing of our industries. Anything is possible. I mean, anything is possible. And during the pandemic, so many stylists got to hit that reset button and actually slow down to realize like, oh my gosh, I was stuck in hustle mode. I was stuck in the hustle hamster wheel. My body can't handle this. I'm so exhausted. And they were able to, to, like I said, hit that reset button, but so many also just got right back into it. And so, you know, I think that that's one good thing, especially, you know, when it comes to quote unquote work-life balance is that it's really taking a reflection of what you define as success, specifically you. And I think sometimes we don't realize that everybody is in a different season of their life. Everybody has different things on their plate and different priorities. And so, you know, one person might prioritize waking up at 5 a.m. and working out, and somebody else might prioritize driving their children to school before they go to the salon. We all have the same amount of time during the day, right? But it's what you have on your plate. And so one of the tips that I have is to really evaluate and look like if you're overwhelmed is to look to see what can you remove off of your plate. I know you and I are so much about systems and, you know, simplifying and making things simple. And so that is like one of the big tips is, is just not comparing to anybody else. Define what success means to you. And find those things that you can remove from your plate and know that you don't need anybody's permission to make those decisions. Right? I love that so much. And I'm so glad that you phrased it like that, because I think that that's one of the biggest, one of the biggest like walls that I see stylists coming up against, especially now, like Instagram is awesome for networking and all the things. And I think it's really allowing our industry to elevate. However, the flip side is that, you know, we're seeing all these things. And like, I just, I actually recorded an episode with my friend Nina, like not that long ago. And we were talking about how, like, if you see someone saying like, oh, you don't like, you don't have to work Saturdays or like you shouldn't work Saturdays as a stylist, then all of a sudden you're like, but I like working Saturdays. Like I like having time off during the week and now I feel bad or like I like starting at noon and working a little later and now I feel bad. So it's like defining your success or I had a student message me not that long ago and be like, you know, I keep seeing all this stuff about like wanting to hit six figures. And we, we talked about this too. And it's, and she's like, and I just, that's not where my focus is right now. Like I have little kids and I could, and but I, I just don't want to, like, I'm happy with my clients. I've done, you know, I've shifted my prices to work for me and I feel happy and excited about the money I'm making. I like my schedule 
but I feel like I should be shooting for these like big numbers or these things that I keep seeing. And so I think like not comparing yourself is one of the biggest things that a lot of stylists and and just people in general need to work through. It's like what matters to you. That is like the key, I think. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And and it is like the whole six figures thing. And I mean, I remember being in beauty school and like that was like the goal, you know, it's like I want to be a six-figure stylist. And I think that one thing that never gets talked about too much is you like, and I always give I give the examples in a lot of classes I teach, but it's like you have two stylists, they're both six-figure stylists, and you're like, yes, please, I'll go ahead and take that. But then what if I tell you one of the stylists takes a hundred clients a month to make that, and the other one takes 50 clients a month to make that. And it's like, you don't know until you know your numbers, your business numbers, your business performance and stuff. Like that's where we really should be focusing. And that's like a whole nother topic. But I do want to talk really quick though about, cause I know we're talking about work-life balance and salon, well, I, I call it salon life harmony or salon life flow. And the the kind of the foundation of it is, and I think a reason that a lot of us struggle with it is because of the word balance itself. It it implies that it needs to be even, that things need to be even. So it's like we're walking on a balance beam and we're like, if we lean too far one way, we're going to fall off and we're off balance. Right. And then we feel guilty and just like, oh my gosh, I don't have work-life balance. I need to focus on my family more. I need to focus on work more and this and that and amounts of guilt come in. And so the reason I call it Salon Life Harmony, or you can say Salon Life Flow, is because there are times in life that you're going to lean a little bit more towards work and that's okay. Like it's going to happen. Like maybe you're rebuilding a website and you, your time's going to, you know, take a little bit more time on that. Maybe you're going to invest in a, in a course or a program to better your business. And that takes away from, you know, other things. Or sometimes you're going to have a sick kid at home and life's going to have you lean that way. Or sometimes you're going to take a two week vacation somewhere and want to be completely off. And it's okay to lean back and forth. It's almost like the, I always say, it's almost like a river. You're just flowing down the river and it leans, it bends back and forth, but it always, you know, evens out and finds its, its, its place. And it's like, once we even give ourselves the permission to release that word balance, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's actually okay that I'm spending this time, you know, leaning this way. I will lean back the other way, you know, and I think it's at least helped me be able to give myself the grace to not feel guilty about it, to not feel like I need to, to be 50, 50, right? Yeah, that's such a good point because you're right. Sometimes that like balance that like it's like a big B word and it feels like another unattainable thing that you're failing at, like for lack of a better word, right? I know that I've definitely felt that way. And sometimes I love the word flow because it really does allow you to honor your own rhythms. And I, you're consummate like creative visionary. And so for me, I like changing in my schedule. So I love the ability to be able to be like, I'm really inspired to work on this project. Like I'll tell my husband and my son, like you guys like, you know, go fishing or go like have time together. And my husband's very supportive in that way where I'm like, if I'm really inspired, I want to be able to just like go hard and dedicate and create. And that to me, fills my cup. And like, even I have a lot of students in who I work with on their content creation or their branding. And they're like that too. They're like, I just want to go all in like a couple days, every couple months or once a month or whatever. 
and then not have to worry about it. And I'm the same. Sometimes I'll get up and I'll be like, I kind of just want to like have a bath at 9am. Like I've (laughs) I've really like, I've done the work thing and now I just want to like chill and take care of myself. So that flow, I think gives you the, the room to basically do and honor your own like work habits and what actually feels natural and good to you instead of like attaining or, you know, balance to me feels like a goal whereas flow feels like a state of being. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And it's, it's true because I I'm just like you where it's like, sometimes I just feel really motivated and something's really on my heart. You know, you you feel that burst of energy. You just are like, Oh my gosh, I'm so pumped to do this. I'm so pumped to watch this class or implement what I'm learning or like post on social media or whatever it is, you know? And I think that even how you're talking about like that you talk about that with your significant other and your spouse and they're supportive. And I think that that's a huge part of it too, because it's when it starts to like negatively affect life that that's those, those to be awareness that, okay, something's not right. Either like we need to talk about this or I need better boundaries or like whatever that is. It's like just being aware. Cause like, even for myself, like I have to have boundaries, even in like the creation and even the flow, I have to have those boundaries, especially even behind the chair of like, you know, I'm not going to answer tech. I will. I don't text with clients, but like, I don't text with clients. That's a boundary. I'm not going to be messaging or answering emails on my day off, you know? And then when I'm at the salon, I'm going to show up 15, 30 minutes early, like work inside my boundary hours, you know, like these are my business hours and I'm, you know, not going to come on the salon on a day off so I can rest and reflect and recharge. And I think so much of it is, is just about really stepping into being able to be the best stylist that you can be the best partner, the best friend, the best human of yourself, the best version of yourself and what allows you to do that. And flow really does that finding that, that whatever that is for you in that season of life that you're in. Yeah. And I think you're right there. Cause that's, that's something that's really true actually. And I never quite thought of it that way, but like, you know, even in those times where I'm like, I really want to work all the time. I'm still not responding to messages and stuff after like work, you know, it's, so there's like, I think it's about like not having, like keeping those boundaries. So the only person you're accountable to, or like yourself and like your family, maybe like that's, whereas like, in your business hours, obviously when you're working with clients or you, like you're somewhat accountable to other people within your work life, because none of us are an island, right? Everyone is accountable and helping someone else. But like, it's, yeah, I think setting those boundaries is a really good point and something I, I never would have really thought of in that way. So that's super, super helpful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And it's just, it's, again, it's just where I, again, was aware it's so much, like I said, so much of it is about awareness for yourself of, again, what what is success to you? What makes you happy? What changes do you need to make? What makes you feel crummy? Where do you feel stressed? And then making that choice to be able to change them. So for myself, boundaries worked really well. I needed to create them first, know exactly where they were at. And then the second part was I needed to communicate them to like other people, even if it's like, hey, like I know it's my day off, but I really need to work on getting my website finished or something like that, or I'm taking a branding photo shoot this weekend and just communicating even the importance of that to obviously like significant others or whoever else needs to know that information, I guess. 
Yeah, totally. And I think there's like a very different vibe too when it's like, I'm choosing to do this creative project when I'm not necessarily not during my work hours. I'm being like, oh, like if in order to get all my stuff done, I have to work during my off hours. Like those are very different vibes, right? And so I think that's part of it too, is like how do things feel within your business, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and then even on top of that, part of it is that I always tell my students is like nowadays, and I mean, you do, you are marketing, so you totally get this, is so like back in the day, rewind, it was really focused on clients and skills. Like these are the two areas, like we didn't have social media. We didn't have these other things that are part of our business and now they're part of our business. And so we actually need to allocate time for them in our business hours to work on that, to message with clients, to post on social media, to batch your work, to to all of the things like, and so that's where I find people are struggling. Hairstylists are working 10 hour days behind the chair plus 12 hour days, you know, even because then they're having to post and edit and do all this stuff when they're supposed to have time off. And so really not just making your business hours, but making business hours that you take clients and business hours, you're working on your business. And I've even gotten to the point that this might even sound so geeky, but I watch for everyone listening, like watch the words that you say and how you say them. So like, for example, if a client is trying to get book an appointment and let's say it's on a Thursday, which was, I called it my admin day. Instead of saying, I don't work that day. I just say, I'm not at the salon that day. And it sounds so simple, but it's because I'm still working. And that's yeah. still a work day for me. I'm just not taking clients that day. So I would say like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not at the salon that day, or I just, uh, I don't have appointments available that day, but I do have an appointment on Friday or whenever you can take it. But those, I think that that's one thing that needs to almost be married together is like the working in your business and the working on your business. And then, and really painting that picture to achieve that flow, to achieve that salon like harmony between the two. Oh, well, obviously the listeners aren't seeing this video, but I'm like literally clapping my hands while you're saying this, because (laughs) this is something I hear all the time is like, but I don't have, like, I want to attract my dream clients and I want to shift into this particular niche. And I want to do this and I want to do this. And I know I need to market to do it, but I don't have any time to market my business. And that's always my answer. Like you shouldn't be spending your time off doing your marketing. This should be during, but like you said, this is your time. Like whether it's, and it's different for different people. Some people like shoot on the fly and they're like, you know what? I don't double book. So why don't I have like a little bit of time in between while my color's processing? Or why don't I book off a couple hours on a Monday morning before I head to the salon? Like just work that time in and don't do it. It's not in addition to your job. It's part of your job, right? And so if we can start looking at it that way, I think it all feels a lot less overwhelming because it's like, this is just, because there's, there is so much more that we have to do now to get, you know, in our businesses. However, and you'll know this because you were in the industry 18 years ago. Like I, that's about when I started as well. We didn't have the opportunity to be like, I just want to do balayage or like, I just want to do extensions or, you know, it was maybe you could get there eventually, but it was going to take a really, really long time because we did not have the ability to reach our dream clients and reach the people that we want to talk to in the way that we have now. Like it's, 
unprecedented, like the control over our businesses that we have now as stylists. So it's like just creating, like you said, those systems and working it into your work instead of piling things on top of yourself and only viewing time that you're behind the chair as work hours. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it's so with social media, it's so easy to pivot, to position yourself as the expert. And I love seeing that our industry is shifting because I think, like you said, rewind 10 years, I think consumers and clients assumed every hairstylist did every single service. And because that was like the standard that was out there. Now with social media, I think the message is getting out and clients on top of it, they want the specialist. They want the person that is investing in their education that is the best of the best. And to know that that's out there. And I love that that shift's happening. I love that you're able to like, if you don't do a service, you've networked with other stylists to be like, hey, you know, I don't offer this, but let me recommend three other people that might, that that competition is disappearing. And I absolutely love that. that, that That's an option. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It reminds me of one of my, I love how you said that. It reminds me of one of my coaching students. Shout out to Dana. She's actually been on the podcast and she's so incredible, but she was able, I don't even want to say it was six months. I feel like it was less than six months that she, cause she was so passionate about doing curly hair and she's in like a mid-sized to smaller town in Ontario here in Canada. And she like in the space of six months, through changing her messaging, completely changed her clientele into just curls. Like she is a full-time curl specialist who purchased the salon that she's working at and now that she was working at and now has two employees that she's funneling all of those other clients to. And she's like, I literally thought this was impossible. Like she's like, there's, oh, and also she's done like three price increases along the way. And this is all through the power of like messaging and, you know, getting her systems in order and just really going all in on her business. Like, and not even, she has um, like three children as well. So like, it's not like (laughs) it's been something where she's been, you know, working 20 hours a day or anything like that. I just want to throw that out there because it is so possible. And like you said, like we have these like referral networks. I think it's the best time to be a stylist, honestly. I totally do too. And it is anything's possible. And I keep coming back to it. I know we keep coming back to it, but it's so true. So like hearing that story, you know, there's a stylist out there listening to this that is like, I want that. That is what I want. There's also a stylist that's listening to this that's like, I don't want that. That's not my yeah. version. Of <laughs> totally. But, and that's what, but that's what I mean is that that is where we get to be so specific, so unique that our industry is endless. The possibilities are endless of what you ha- want as success. So like right now, you know, I fully believe everybody, you know, what their dreams and hopes that are on their heart, I think they're unique to them, you know, whether that's salon ownership or opening up a suite or hiring an assistant or building a team or going to booth rent, whatever it is like that is so unique to you and you, you have to chase it. Like that's placed on your heart for a reason. And it really is such the blessing of our industry, but it comes back to the comparison is sometimes we think, oh, I should be doing this, or this is maybe this is what I should, I, maybe I should be a salon owner. I don't know. And because people are telling me I'd be a great one, you know, something like that. And you have to do what makes you happy at the end of the day. You really do. And even that's the type of content that you post, you, you know, 
I, I follow so many hairstylists and I love seeing their personality shine through their authenticity, who they are. We don't have to post a video like somebody else's, you know, if that's not who we are. And I just love the uniqueness that it offers. Oh, it's so true. And it's all about like, I mean, (laughs) I, I feel like I'm like really people are like, yes, we know Jody. like building a personal <laughs> brand is important because I talk about this a lot, <laughs> but I feel like it's so awesome because now I'm seeing like, you know, I like, I really am so passionate about personal branding and have been for years. And now I'm finally starting to see like, you know, all of our big time educators and big companies and all of these people in our industry finally talk about the importance of personal branding and the person behind the brand. And it makes me so happy because like, I find it so empowering. It's not just about, you know, it's not just about marketing. It's about building a fulfilling business. And part of that is attracting the perfect people to you. And I think it's just such an exciting opportunity. And part of that work-life flow and work-life balance is like loving as much of your life as possible, including your work. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the whole point is it's part of enjoying the journey. That's the whole point is enjoying the process, enjoying the journey. And I think like, you know, it's easy to look at a really successful stylist that you follow on Instagram or a really successful salon or something like that. And you're like, oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. Uh, You know, and it's, it's just, it's really, you know, you have to get, you have to take the steps to get there. Like you have to go through the process and again, enjoy the process and do the little steps that are going to get you there. It's the smaller daily steps of creating smaller daily habits. And, you know, it's just like learning to crawl and then walk and then run. Like sometimes we just want to go straight to the run portion of it. Right. (laughs) And be like, I just want what they have. And it's like, you know, there is like a process and, and enjoying the journey and recognizing what's not making you happy right now. What can you, what do you have the power to change? You know, we have the power to control and change that. I love that so much. What are the main, like, if you are, if a stylist is listening to this right now and is like, I'm so inspired to like, you know, really address this issue. Can you just give us a recap of like your top, like three, three or four tips that are just like really that they can just kind of take action on? First thing, hundred percent, I would sit down with a notebook, find a like quiet area and really get specific in bullet points of like, what is success for you? How will you know when you're successful? Like what is defining that? Cause like, I, I can't remember if it's like, we've already talked about it. It was before we started recording, but like, maybe that you're already there. Maybe you actually, and, and you need to really enjoy this moment. Maybe you've actually hit it and you're already there and you, you know, can enjoy that ride. Maybe, you know, there's other things that you need to let go of. Maybe it has to do with cutting back your hours to, you know, and changing your schedule around. Maybe it's moving salons, leap, taking a leap of faith, but really define what that picture is. Get really, really specific on it of what that picture is. And then blocking out any noise from any other stylist. Talk to your significant other, because that can also be not just for your business, but for your personal life. What are the things and the priorities that you have in your life. Like for myself, a priority is dropping our kids off at school. That is something I love to do and I want to do. And it's a priority. So I will make my schedule around that. It's about like, and the way you can think about it is design your work around your life, not the other way around. I think so, so many times we design our life around work Mm 
And it's supposed to really be the other way around. So that would be probably the biggest one. Find those boundaries again, recognize and be aware of the things you have the power to change. So that could be, like I said, I'm all about systems. So that can be client communication. If you're recognizing you're texting clients at at nine o'clock at night when you should be, you know, you're on the couch watching Netflix or like, I remember being at the gym in the grocery store and I'm walking and I'm getting, I'm responding to new clients and all these things. That's a great identifier. Yeah, exactly. That it doesn't seem like a big thing in the moment. You're like, oh, I don't mind. It's fine because we love what we do. But that's a great identifier that there's a system that you can get set up in place. Super easy to not take over that time to not find that balance. And I'm like obsessed with finding systems. Being a mom of two, I I love saving time, especially in repetitive tasks, totally. getting those systems in place. And I feel like it's my superpower at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the last one is just giving ourselves grace that you don't need anybody's permission. If you want a permission, I'll leave the permission one right now. Yeah. <laughs> Consider <laughs> this. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. This has been such an incredible, inspiring conversation. And I know that my listeners are just going to love this episode. So where can we go to find out more about you? Absolutely on Instagram. I (laughs) hang out on Instagram quite a bit. I love me some Instagram, Kimberly Marie Stylist. And then my website is nextlevelhairstylist.com. Thank you again for being here. This has been amazing. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.